All right, Vince Quinn with you on CBS Sports Radio. And there is a hell of a game in the NFC this week. And joining us to talk about it, he's a host with 107.5 The Fan in Green Bay, Marcus Eversall. Marcus, what's going on, man? Just hanging out, man, getting ready for a big game tomorrow, that's for sure. Well, yeah, it's it's a great game. So first off, let, let's talk about the Packers here before we get into the game against Tampa Bay. Like the Packers, four zero. I hear a lot of good things about Aaron Rodgers. Seen some good things about Aaron Rodgers. How good is the team this year? Well, they're about as good as Aaron Rodgers is playing right now, and that's a that's a pretty darn good team. I mean, you could make the argument that through the first four games. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing as well as he ever has, and that's saying something. I mean, he's absolutely on an MVP-type pace right now. I think it's caught a lot of people by surprise because although they went 13-3 and last year and made it all the way to the NFC Championship game in the first year under head coach Matt LaFleur, they didn't necessarily have a loaded offense with weapons last year. I mean, everybody expected them to draft a receiver. If not two, they didn't. And still, basically with the same supporting cast in the second year of the system under Coach LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers has been lights out. 13 touchdowns, no picks, and he's got this offense just humming going into Tampa. Well, yeah, and how different is this? Because, like, Aaron Rodgers, the past couple of years, it feels like he hasn't quite been that same superhuman guy, and, and that's what we're getting right now. Like, did you expect to see Rodgers play at this level ever again? Is this is this a shock? I mean, it, it, you know, it's funny you say that because I feel like, in large part, he's almost been a victim of his own success because he has been so good throughout his career. But the standard he set for himself is so incredibly high that, I mean, you look at his numbers over the last couple of years, he's pretty darn good, I mean, as far as the numbers go. But you're right that it still wasn't quite up to that bar that he had set for himself. Now he's there. I, I expected him to be better in the second year of the system. I just feel like that's the natural trajectory. You know, first-year coach, you have some growing pains. I mean, last year basically I think was a whatever you want to put, a, a mishmash of what Rodgers had run under McCarthy for so long and what Lafleur wanted to run when he came here to Green Bay. So they kind of had to meet in the middle a little bit and work their way through it. It was inconsistent throughout last year. So I figured that, despite the virtual nature of the offseason and all the craziness, I felt that he would be better and more comfortable in the system this year. But I'd be lying to you if I thought that he'd start on this pace right now, 13 touchdowns without a pick. I mean, the guy has exceeded all expectations. I think even for a guy as confident as Aaron Rodgers is, I think if he's calling it like it is, if he's being honest with you, he's probably exceeded his own expectations. Well, yeah, and we're talking with Marcus Eversall as the host with 107.5 The Fan in Green Bay. And, and like, the whole Rodgers thing is so fascinating on so many levels because you go into the draft, right? They didn't draft receivers. They draft Jordan Love. You hear about friction between him and Matt LaFleur. Like, what is the relationship right now with, with Rodgers and the head coach, Rodgers and the organization? I think it's safe to say that there is nothing wrong whatsoever with Rodgers and LaFleur. And I I mean, every now and then I'll think back to when the Packers made that hire and hired, they brought in his first-year coach just a handful of years older than Rodgers. And I remember some had already decided that this ain't going to work. You know, you got a first-year coach coaching up a two-time MVP. What's he going to tell Aaron that he doesn't already know? Aaron's not going to listen to him. It's not going to work. I mean, that decision was made by some people before Rodgers ever took a single snap with Matt LaFleur as his head coach. 
I mean, who who knew that maybe a little patience, maybe letting it play out, maybe letting them take a snap or play a game or go through a season might actually be the best course of action. It's, <laughs> there is nothing wrong. I mean, you see them joking around on the sideline. They're like a they're a team right now. And honestly, I, I think some of the friction with McCarthy may have been overblown even a little bit towards the end. Like, if you think about I'm sure there was conflict. And for as long as McCarthy was here a decade plus, there's going to be disagreements, you know, like who do you fight with more than your siblings? That's going to be there. But that said, even acknowledging that, I, I don't recall Rogers and McCarthy ever having, at least on the surface, I mean, you never know exactly what goes on behind closed doors and meetings and stuff like that. Of course, there'll be agreements, but what you can, what you can see from Rogers and Lafleur right now, I mean, it's just like, a hot knife through butter. It's fist pumps. It's pointing at each other like good call or good check or whatever it is. I mean, they are so on the same page right now. And not only are they not, are they doing this without adding any key personnel as far as weapons or receivers in the draft, like you mentioned, they've done it basically every way they could possibly do it this year. They feature Devontae Adams and he gets hurt. So they give it to Aaron Jones. And then Alan Lazard had a big game. Now he's on IR. The tight end Robert Tanyan steps up. It's been a different story every week, but the same primary storyline has been Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur on the same page. So having a team last year that goes 13-3, and makes it to the NFC Championship game, and then loses to San Francisco, I mean, where do you think, obviously it's early in the season, but how does this team compare? I think the team is undeniably better than it was last year, and, and there was a really good team last year. And the defense... I think to start last season, the defense clearly carried the team. They pulled more of the weight, I guess you could say, through the first part of the season while the offense kind of tried to search for itself. But for me, watching all last season, through the 13-3 and record, and it was a great – I mean, nobody saw them getting a game away from the Super Bowl when it started. So they exceeded everybody's expectations. But the one thought that I had was if they got into a game that turned into a shootout, I don't think the Packers had what it took offensively to keep pace, meaning that shootout would turn into a blowout. And we saw that both times in the playoffs and in the regular season last year when they went to San Francisco. They just they couldn't keep pace. They couldn't score into the 30s, or if a game got into the 40s, they weren't going to be able to hang. We have already seen that this year. I mean, 43 in the opener, 42 in Week 2, 37 and 30. That's what they've done through four games. They can absolutely score points. It's basically the same cast of characters on defense as well. And they've made big plays, too. I just think that they haven't been necessarily as stout as they were to start last year. But there's every reason to believe. I mean, when you look across the NFC right now, objectively, I don't know any team that you can say definitively is playing better than the Packers. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC, granted, and there's a young season, like you say. But I can't look around at anybody else in the NFC and say, yeah, they are better than the Packers. Well, yeah, and that's one of the fascinating things because I have a hard time, too. I mean, obviously, Seattle is the big, scary team right now. But if Rodgers is playing the way he is, then he can keep pace with Russell Wilson. So it's like it's fascinating to see the team playing this well and the way that they're doing it. And obviously, you have this huge game coming up against Tampa. And we're talking with Marcus Eversall, who's a host in Green Bay, 107.5 The Fan. So what do you make of this matchup then with, with Green Bay playing so well going up against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? Well, it's funny because we do this every time there's two Hall of Fame quarterbacks going at it, right? It's, you know, a couple of weeks ago it was Rodgers versus Breeze, and this week it's 
Rodgers versus Brady, and then we always make it about the quarterback. And I find leading up to the game, I found myself trying to touch on every other storyline because you don't want to dwell on Rodgers and Brady in the quarterback angle too much. Yeah. But then, like, Friday rolls around, and when push comes to shove, I'm like, all right, let's not beat around the bush. It's Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady. Like, how <laughs> this? It's the third time they've ever played against each other. Like, to think all the hardware, all the MVPs, all the Super Bowls, and all the accolades that these two guys have had, it's going to be so awesome, probably for the last time, unless they meet again in the playoffs, that we'll see Rodgers and Brady. But I think the, the matchup for tomorrow that I'm most interested in is – what Aaron Rodgers keeps bringing up, and that he's not going to be on the field at the same time as Brady. It's Rodgers in this offense against the Tampa Bay defense. I think the Packers' offense has been so good this year, but they are going to be tested tomorrow afternoon by a defense that can test them in ways that they haven't been yet this year. And most notably, I think their speed and their athleticism at linebacker is something to keep an eye on with Devin White and Levante David. Packers use as much you know, pre-snap motion and moving east and west before they get north and south as any offense in football. I think the Buccaneers have the personnel that could test the Packers that way, so I'm really anxious to see that. It's definitely their toughest test yet this year, but, I mean, also, you take all everything into effect. Brady and his weapons, he's getting Chris Godwin back. Packers coming off a bye. Buccaneers coming off 10 days rest. I mean, get your popcorn ready for this one. It's going to be a heck of a game tomorrow afternoon. And I'll just put your feet to the fire. You got a prediction on this one? Yeah, I think the Packers are going to win. I really do. The way the offense is playing right now, I don't know, man. There's, there is nothing that they haven't shown they can do yet. They've done it with the run game. They've done it with the pass game. Like I said, they they won their two games without Devontae Adams. Now he's coming back. Kenny Clark, the defensive tackle, is coming back from injury. He's been out since the first half of the opener. I'm just until I see the Packers show some signs of weakness, I can't pick against them. Yeah, and as Jamal Williams stated, Aaron Rodgers won't forget his fourth down, right? So you got that in your back pocket as well. Yes, that is true. Yeah, Tom Brady can count to six because he's got six rings, but apparently he can't count to four. I don't know. Yeah, you, you, love, you love to see it. So, all right, well, Marcus, I appreciate the conversation, man. Marcus Eversaw, host with 107.5 The Fan in Green Bay. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it.